Second um, Corinthians chapter six. I want to read verse seventeen and eighteen today. That's why I'll be preaching from today. Um, we've been in a series entitled "Experiencing God." Amen. Experiencing God, and so we're picking up where we left off last week. He says, "Therefore, come out from their midst and be separate." Says the Lord. And do not touch. What is what? And I will what? And I will be a father to you. And you shall be sons. And what? Daughters to me. Says the Lord of hosts. I want to talk about this morning experiencing God through holiness part two experiencing God through holiness part two the coronavirus that emerged last year okay not just recently and spread from central China was in more than 78 countries on Wednesday With the outbreak growing in South Korea, Italy, Iran, and now in the United States. At least 11 people have died of the corona disease in the U.S. The other deaths occurred in California and Sacramento. And listen to this. It has been confirmed in 17 more states. Nearly 97,000 people in 81 countries have been affected with the virus and more than 3,300 people have died coming in contact with this virus can be very deadly. Think about your Christian life for a minute. It can be the same. By coming in contact with people who are contaminated. I wish I had somebody. The Bible says do not be bound together with unbelievers. For what has the temple of God with idols? And we know that we're in the world, but we're not of the world. Remember what I told you last week. I said last week, you got to watch the company that you keep. Bad company corrupts good morals. But unbelievers can infect you. Amen. You can get infected with carnality. Paul was dealing with carnality in this church, the Corinthian church. There was incest in that church. There was division in that church. There were all kinds of sexual immorality going on in the church. And check this out. They were boasting about it. I wish I had somebody. They were not boasting in the Lord. They were boasting that they were getting away with their mess. I wish I had somebody. They thought they had an experience with God. 
But they were not experiencing God. They were experiencing something like God. I wish I had somebody. You need to experience God, not something. Because Satan is a counterfeit. Are you with me? I think about my spiritual life. And I think about this. When we're called to be holy, it does not mean that we share in God's divine majesty, but that we are to be different from the normal fallen people of this world. I told you last week as a believer, you and I have the power to choose. We can choose right from wrong. Come on, somebody. We can choose who to hang around with. Whereas before, the Bible says we were darkened in our understanding. Alienated from God. Separated from Him. And living in darkness. In other words, the Bible says we were sinners by nature. We're called, though, to mirror or to reflect the moral character and activity of God. So... What I'm saying is, if you and I are going to have an experience with God, then we have to choose. Come on, somebody. We got to make a decision. We got to make up our minds. We have to get to a point in our lives where we have to decide who we're going to be hanging around. Because, listen to this, saints. This word, this word, holy. Amen. It, it, the, the Greek word is hagios. The, the word hagios means any manner of religion or religious awe. It also means to be set apart, to be sanctified, to be consecrated. Amen. And, and I know sometimes we struggle with separating ourselves. But, but can I say this? The word does not just mean separation. It means consecration. It means devotion. It means, amen, sharing in God's attributes. We are made in the image of God. Amen. And there are times as believers, we struggle. Come on, y'all. We struggle because the pull of the world. Come on and help me, somebody. I'm going to say it one more time. The pull of the world can cause us, amen, to compromise. I'm trying to help somebody this morning. The pull of the world can cause us to compromise what we really believe. And so today, I want to give you five things that can help you to experience God through holiness. Paul already writes us and he says, he says here in verse 14, which I did last week, he says, do not be bound together with unbelievers. I talked about partnership last week. What partnership has righteousness with lawlessness? Amen. What fellowship has light with darkness? If you have more compatibilities with darkness, then tell your neighbor something to be wrong. Just like that, I see bonded. Be wrong. Amen. <laughs> or what harmony has Christ with Belial? Belial is another name for Satan. So if Satan is your best friend and you a believer, 
I'm trying to say something here. Amen. I'm suspect now that something is going on in your life. Because here's the thing. I can't just be hanging with Satan and think everything is cool. Come on now. Look what he says. This is the Bible. He says, what is a believer? What has a believer? Verse 15. In common with what? Huh? Or what agreement has the temple of God? That is your body. For we are the temple of the one living God, just as God said, I will dwell in them. Can I tell you something? You have God in you as a believer. The third person of the Trinity being the Holy Spirit. Because God knew we needed the Holy Spirit in order for us, amen, to commune with him. Because apart from him, we struggle in the flesh. Do I have somebody? I'm not talking about being holy now. I'm talking about that kind of holy. I'm talking about a life that's separated from the world. Amen. A life that's consecrated to God. A life that's devoted to prayer. A life that's devoted to service. A life that's set apart. Amen. To carry out God's mission in the kingdom. Paul writes to this church. And he's just asking these questions, but watch this, but he's quoting scripture. Amen. Right there in chapter 16, he quoted Exodus 29, 45 and Leviticus 26, 12. That's what he's quoting there. But watch what he says. He says, I will dwell among them. I will dwell in them. And what? Walk among them. Tell your neighbor, experiencing God. What we just had this morning was an experience. That God says, I will grace you with my presence. Can I tell you something? When you experience God, you'll experience a different life. When you experience God, you will experience things that you have never seen before. Moses and the burning bush. Come on, somebody. Amen. Peter walking on water. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Come on and help me now. Blind eyes being open. Folk raising from the dead. Come on now. Amen. You will experience things like you've never had before. But watch this. He says, and I will be their God. And they shall be what? My people. Then we get to the therefore. I had to get you there. Now, today, you're either going to say, ouch. Give me a little. You're either going to say amen. Or you're going to say thank you. Tell you never get ready. Tell you never buckle up. Because you don't know, talk about holiness, you know, and you know you ain't living right. <laughs> Can I just be real with you real quick? <laughs> you, you know you ain't living right, right? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> right? But, but, but it's okay. God sent you today for this message. What, what are the chances that you will come on this day for this message? <laughs> You're like, dang, I could have came last week. You would have ran into the same thing. But watch this. He says, therefore... Therefore, because of all he said, right? You caught that? Therefore, because he says, don't be bound together with what? Unbelievers. Therefore, because what? Come out from their midst, right? Therefore, what? You are the temple of the living God. Therefore, right? That's what it's there for. Watch this. He says what? Come out. Come out. I'm going to say one more thing. He said, come out. 
come out from there. Who's there? Who's there? The unbelievers. Watch this now. You ready for this first point? Are you sure you ready for this first point? Watch this. Here's how you experience God through holiness. You ready? Come out of compromising relationships. And some of us are compromising our beliefs because we have strong relationships with people who are unbelievers. Come on and say amen. Oh, but that's my family member. They're unbelievers. And they're causing you to compromise your holiness. And watch this. You can't experience God. Do you know you can be loyal to a fault? Do, do you know that? And, and, and let me let me say this. Let me say this. He says, he says, watch this. This word, this word, this word come out. It carries the it's derived from a word, watch this, that means mediator. How is it? Hold on a minute. That the unbeliever is your mediator. When the Bible says we have one mediator between man and God. And that is the man, Jesus Christ. And oftentimes, saints, we're not experiencing holiness because... We're in some relationships that are hindering our walk with God. Come on now. He done told you how long he said he going to marry you. How many times? Y'all ain't saying amen. Oh, I'm sorry. You don't want to get married. You're comfortable in that. Huh? Amen. Yeah. But, but. Watch this. Just, it's okay. It's all right. See, now you're face to face with God. You know why? Because you're looking at him in his word. And what God says, watch this, to enjoy his presence requires personal holiness. To enjoy his presence. You ever notice that sometimes we enjoy him and sometimes we don't? But when we're consistent with our conversation and our connection to him and not compromising him because of some relationships with unbelievers that we won't let them go. I'm sorry, they won't let you go. Watch this. Paul quotes Isaiah in this passage. And I'm going to show you what he was saying here. Watch this. He says, so he says, come out, yeah, Lord, from their midst. And look what he says. And be what? Separate. Says who? Says who? Says the Lord. Now that word separate means to get away. But but check this out. He says be separate from them. Come out from their midst and separate yourself. But you know how the flesh is, y'all. Tell your neighbor the flesh is weak. But tell your neighbor the spirit is greater than the flesh. 
So quit using that as an excuse to still yoke up with some stuff you ain't got no business yoking up with. Catch what I'm saying? <laughs> Here's the next point. Give me the next point. Give me the next point. Commit to what? You don't have to be rude to leave those people alone. You just have to say, man, I'm done. What does the temple of God have to do with Belial? I'm just asking. How is it that you get more comfort from the world than you do from the kingdom? Tell your neighbor, come clean with God. That was going to be my point, but come clean with God. Lord, I'm struggling with these relationships. I know it's wrong. I know. And here's where we, here's where they get us at the job. Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. Amen. I think we talked about that this morning, but if you choose to separate yourself, then I'm, I'm not going to stay in this compromise. Listen, anything that compromises your relationship with Jesus got to go. Got to go. Because if you stay there, you will not experience abundant life. You will not experience abundant joy. But God wants us saints to commit to separation. Look what he says. And look, look who's asking, says the Lord. Look what he says next. He says, I had missed this, but I came back to it. He says, and do not. Leave that weed alone. Leave it alone now. Leave that, leave that drink alone. Uh, now, that's not what he was talking about. That's not what he said. I said, why did he say, why did he say, don't touch what is unclean? Watch this. He says, keep six feet and wash your hands. And put on some masks. That's what he said. So, Paul quotes Isaiah 52, 11, where it says, you ain't got to go there. Depart, depart, go out from thee, touch nothing unclean, Get, go out of the midst of her, purify yourself. Watch this. You who carry... The Lord's vessel. Lord have mercy. You who carry. The Lord's vessel. Well I don't need to carry nothing now. Because I am the vessel. That when he saved me. He made me positionally holy. But in practice. I have to practice holiness. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. He says your body is the vessel. So if you keep, so watch my next point, watch this, watch this point, watch this point. Woo-wee. Be careful of contamination. If you get too close to the world, If you get too close to unbelievers. Listen, how can two believers be comfortable in sin? 
When they both have the Holy Spirit and watch this. And when you've been sanctified, washed, clean, a new vessel. Amen. I knew I wasn't going to get a whole lot of stuff there. I was was ready for all that. Watch this, watch this, watch this. Keep six feet from them. Put on a mask. Contamination can come. At a blink of an eye, y'all. Listen, Satan knows what you like the best. Oh, yeah. He knows your taste. He knows your flavor. He knows, come on, he knows your color. He knows your height. He knows all that. Do, Do you know Satan reads his Bible? He does. He reads his Bible. He jacks it up, but he reads his Bible. But guess what? We don't even touch our Bible. See what I'm saying? We, 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 be careful of contamination. He says, don't touch. This almost sounds like being prejudiced. And that's it. That's pretty much what it is. <laughs> God is cold. God says, don't compromise your holiness. Watch this. Because when you compromise your holiness, you're, you're sacrificing your relationship with me. Be holy as I am holy. Now, we know we will not reach full maximum holiness. But we can sure enough get close. And it's called sanctification. Where we look at the people in our lives and we ask ourselves a question. Are you pulling me down or are you pushing me up? Or are we going the same direction? Because if we're not going in the same direction, then tell your neighbor, Houston, we got a problem. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch Watch what he says next. Watch what he says next. You ready for this? He says, verse 18, I got to go. He says, I will be a what? Father. To you. You What I realize. A lot of us got daddy issues. And we relate our relationship with our earthly father. To our heavenly father. I'm grown. I don't need nobody tell me what to do. Now I'm going to live my life the way I want to live my life. I do what I want to do. I go where I want to go. I touch who I want to touch. Come on, somebody. Amen. I yoke up with whoever I want to yoke up with. Because guess what? It's my life and I do what I... So let me ask you this question. How bad do you want a relationship with him? How many of you want a relationship with him? Let me see. How many of you have a relationship with him? You have to experience him. But he says, don't use the grace card. Don't use the grace card. I already talked about that weeks ago. Don't use the grace card to compromise. Give me the next one. Don't compromise your relationship. With God. Saints, I'm telling you, 
You know, why would you completely compromise your relationship with God for an unbeliever or for the flesh? Is that deep? As a result of separating themselves from false doctrine and practice, believers will know the full richness of what it means to be fathered by God. Father me, Jesus. I go where you want me to go. I do what you want me to do. I say what you want me to say. A lot of times the reason we can't do all those things is because we're not in the Father's house. Or we're not obeying the Father. Or we relate. We have daddy problems. You're like, I don't want no daddy. He says, I'll be a dad. I'll be a, look what he says. He says, I will be a father to you. Oh, man. I will be a father to you. So I, when I compromise this relationship with God for, for, watch this, for the flesh, then how can I experience him? Watch what he says next. He says, and you shall be sons. Oh, man. So, so you see the, see the relationship cha- shift? look at the verse. He said, I'll be a father to you, but now I'll include you in the whole family. I thank God for the church. I'm going to tell you like this. There's some good churches. There's some messy churches. There's some not so good churches. But I want to tell you something. Jesus is the head of the church. And I'm talking to somebody here. You've compromised your relationship with Jesus Christ and the church because you've met a bad seed. You've been involved with some things, amen, that has caused you to dislike the church, but it's not the church. It was what was in the church. It was because there was some compromising relationships in the church that caused you to have a bitter taste in your mouth for the church. But I want to tell you something. The church is still alive today. And the Father is inviting you back into his house. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. And look what he says. And he says that you shall be sons and daughters to me. Says... The Lord Almighty. And my last point is, you got to choose a relationship with God over anything else. Listen, don't live for temporal things. Live for things that are eternal. A redeemed people Brought into a relationship with God. A relationship that we couldn't have before. Jesus went to Calvary's cross. I'm trying to help somebody. I want to tell you that God sent his only begotten son. In the form of a man. So that you and I can become sons and daughters of the most high. Who my daddy is? My daddy is Jesus. I wish I had somebody. 
And I want to tell somebody here this morning that no matter what it looks like right now, you can't compromise your relationship with God for something that's temporary. A lot of times we put people over God. A lot of times we put our jobs over God. A lot of times we are involved in these compromising relationships that causes us to disconnect from the Father's house. You know, we get grown and say, you know what, I'm done with that. I don't need all that. They're trying to restrict me and, re- and hold me back. But can I tell you something? There's nothing like being in a healthy relationship with God. My wife and I got married in 1999. And on that day, a major change took place in her life. Her name changed. Although she had been Valencia Glover, she had become Valencia Hunt. She had a new identification. At first, it took some adjusting to the new name. When someone would call and say, may I speak to Mrs. Hunt? She would say, hold on and go look for Mrs. Hunt. Until it dawned on her that she was Mrs. Hunt. She would come back to the phone and say, hello, this is Mrs. Hunt. She had forgotten who she was. She had forgotten her identity. When you forget who you are, you don't act like you should. It's the same when we mix with the world. We can forget our identity and we will not experience God. I stopped by to tell you as I go to my seat this morning. That God wants you and I to separate ourselves so that we can live in a healthy relationship with him. I know you've been looking. I know you've been saying, I'm going to get my life together. But here's the thing. Today is about choice. Today is about making a decision whether you want to be with the world or you want to be with God. Give God a hand clap of praise. Can I say this? People try to make this holiness thing so deep. These five points. Think about your life now. What compromising relationships do you have that's causing the connection problem? The other day, the man came to my house to fix the AC, and he says, when the when the, when the AC's on, it's vibrating. There's two wires and there's a connection issue. That's why the thermostat is on. It's reading like it's on, but it ain't doing that. A lot of us, we on. We're reading like we're on, but we got a connection problem. We need somebody to rewire us and twist us back together. Put that little cap back on so that you won't lose connection. We have to stay connected to the kingdom. Some of these people that we're hanging with. For real. And young people tell my girls all the time. Don't tell me, oh, well, I I was around. I don't do nothing. They do. Boo. 
Misery loves company. Birds of a feather flock together. And not only that, we found out the other day that you could not do nothing, not say nothing, and still get your name put in the mess. Because that's how devious and deceptive the world is. When the Lord gave me that first point, man, I almost fell out my chair, man. I'm like, are you serious? He's like, yeah, I'm serious. Compromising relationships. You want God so bad. But on the other hand, you got this person pulling you in a different direction. You got to come out of that. Why don't you bring them along with you? <laughs> Why don't you bring them to Jesus? For real. Like, seriously, like, come on, man. Come on, man. Either you're with me or you're not. Now, now, here's how you know if they're with you. Because they're willing to follow you. But y'all laying up in the bed. You going to church and he, st- he at home sleep. What kind of nonsense is that? That ain't even your husband. Nonsense. Goobly gosh. Foolishness. Come out of that compromising relationship. So if you need prayer, come on, I'll pray for you.